Welcome to the Hydric and Struggles Leadership Podcast. Hydric is the premier global provider of senior level executive search and leadership consulting services. Diversity and inclusion, leading through tumultuous times, and building thriving teams and organizations are among the core issues we talk with leaders about every day, including in our podcasts. Thank you for joining the conversation. Hi, I'm Peter Behinke, a partner in Hydrogen Struggles Frankfurt office and a member of the firm's global industrial and financial officers practices. In today's podcast, I'm excited to speak to Guido Kerkhoff, CEO of Klöckner SE. After a stint at Deutsche Telekom, Guido stepped into the role of member of the management board and CFO at ThyssenKrupp AG in 2011. He then served as the company's CEO in 2018 and 19. In his current role as CEO at Kleckner SE, he is responsible for the coordination of the management board and functionally responsible for many corporate divisions. Guido, welcome and thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Today, I would love to talk to you about AI and to what degree this has implications for your work. So to start with, how would you describe how the data and technology team at Klöckner worked before AI came to prominence? Well, uh, first of all, thank you for having me here on this podcast. I'm really excited about the questions and talking about our digitalization and our AI experience that we've done. I mean, at Klöckner, we were in a very traditional industry. So it's trading and it's metals-based. Um, what is the key component of that industry? What makes it different to others? We have a large scale of products, so more than 200,000 different products and more than 100,000 different customers. So that's why data, um, how to collect them and how to get the right ones out and how to understand your whole value chain and logistics around it has always been important. So in the past, before AI and digitalization was around, we already um, started from the beginning to have big data pools so that we knew on one hand what we have, what is available, what we can buy and what we can sell, because that's our role as a trader in this industry. So data and technology around that has always been very important. But AI and digitalization have um, led us to a completely different level. Did you have a culture that supported innovation and learning, for example? Were specific people focused on exploring new technologies? Which other teams at the company did you work most with? To really drive forward digitalization, and um, I mean, if you go further with AI then, you need people, first of all, that really do understand what capabilities you might have. Because people from the normal business that do their regular jobs very often lack the imagination of what is doable. So that's why we started very early of creating special teams, um, especially uh, in Berlin at our Klöckner.i and Xome facilities, where we have this special knowledge that can help us to understand what opportunities are out there. They really do understand how to build it, what to make and we were early we were um, around 2015 where we started and um, what you need then within the organization is that the organization is open to innovation and learning and that you can distribute and educate people uh, what we did very early from there on was to create a digital academy 
where people indeed can get the learnings and the tools that they need online and so train themselves to further explore it and not um, just have it offline where people have to meet, but that they can educate themselves. So we rolled out our digital academy very early, and that was very helpful through the COVID times as well. Is Klöckner using AI in many different areas of operation? And in what areas uh, is it used the most? Where we found a very early case of using AI was indeed our so-called Klöckner system. As I already mentioned, one of the large difficulties in our business is matching customer requirements that can have a very wide range and are not standardized to the broad range of what is available on the market, what the mills deliver, what different traders do have. So nobody is standardized on that. So if customers place an order, historically, a lot of the work was done just in trying to understand what they really need and what does that mean from a mill side so to match the products and the availabilities to customer demand. And for that, we built pretty early on an AI tool called Kluckner Assistant so that these unstructured data that come in from the customer, because you can't force a customer to digitalize or to standardize anything, that once the data come in via email or via PDF or whatever they use, that we can read them out and that this system, the Klockner system, learns to match what customers tell us and what we have on our central database and know so that we can be much faster with our RFQs and replying to the RFQs and make an offer to the customer. And this system itself has an AI-based technology that learns while it's running. So if the same customer asks the second time, so it already knows how it matched it last time, what it couldn't do the first time. So that helped us a lot to really be faster in front of the customer and to digitalize a process that wasn't digitalized in the whole industry before. And further, how did the company decide where and how to deploy AI? Who was involved and what were the considerations? In our distribution and trading business, the complexity is the main thing. And that's why we saw an opportunity in moving ahead with all kinds of digital and AI-based tools in structuring that and being faster, um, being faster internally, but being faster for the customer as well. But to grab these opportunities, and as we were very early, we started, as I said, in the mid-2010s, we built up an, an own team, an own department where we have the specialists that really do understand what is doable, and then bring these people together with the specialists from the business to evaluate what can you get out of it. So um, I think the starting base has to be really a dedicated group of people that develops opportunities and then double check with your uh, specialists of the business, where can you improve and what use cases you might find. Do you think AI is a bigger risk or opportunity in the medium term and why? Clearly, um, I try to be always positive and uh, see it from the opportunity side. It is like with all new technologies, they all always have both sides, the good and the bad one, the risk and the opportunity. But clearly, I think AI and um, all kinds of digital tools are name of the game to further improve your efficiency and to be closer to your customer needs and therefore to progress what you're doing. The whole economic life can only get better if you use them the right way. And that's what we're trying to do. And the risk side, you always have to manage. I mean, take a look at the, the waves we had before, social media and internet. 
a lot of more information was available, but it can be the wrong ones as well. So the way on how to use and how to manage risk, um, if you take a look, for example, at ChatGPT, that can only connect or, or use the data that, they, that it finds on the internet. If within the World Wide Web, these data are distorted to some degree or biased, I mean, the AI can only do what it's fed with. So therefore, you have to control that and you have to educate your people that they still think and reflect before they use something coming out of it. Uh, but I think it's doable. The same is true for data security. Yes, it is always a risk. But, you know, can you find ways around the risk by uh, elaborating and working on the opportunities? I think it's doable. So, uh, and that's always the challenge with new technology. So nothing new there, maybe a bit more important now to really take care of the risks. What specific skills or capabilities have been helpful to you and your team in working on AI with operating executives? Yeah, I think to really have specialists that know what is doable, because there is such a broad range where you can use AI, be it, as I mentioned, in our Kluckner assistant, where it was very specific on improving our processes. But if you take a look at all the opportunities that come out of ChatGPT, that can be from your strategy to, to your annual report, to any kind of questions or analysis you do internally, it is such a broad range of things that is there that first of all, you need to really find the specialists and people that know what is doable and then to connect them with your business people and the people where there might be use cases. And uh, only if these people and the real specialists tell you what is doable, then the imagination starts within your organization. And that's why you have to bring these teams together and then to find out on what use cases you can work and where it makes sense for you to explore further. How are you assessing the performance of your AI initiatives and uh, who's involved in those discussions and deciding what to do next? Yeah, finally, it has to support the business. There are some things where it's easier and some where it's a lot more vague. If I take a look at, at this assistant that I mentioned a couple of times now, it's easy to measure it with classical KPIs like What time does it take to process an order? How fast can we deliver? How fast do we react? Uh, the percentage uh, of RSQs where we can respond via Klockner system and get the orders, is it better than doing it the classical way? So if you use tools to improve your classical and typical processes within your organization, it's easy. You can use classical KPIs. But for example, if you want to assess whether your strategy gets better because your people use chat GPT and analyzing what is around in the world and, you know, what information can you process to get to better decisions, then sometimes it gets a bit more um, difficult. The way how I try to assess it is all the tools we find and we use and we operate, do they really help us on developing a better strategy or finally being faster in, in the performance? Because they have to serve Our business needs, they're not there for themselves. So people really need to present a use case and not play around. And uh, especially if you take a look at certain of these uh, tools like ChatGPT, playing around makes a lot of fun as well, but you need to bring it together to a use case. What leadership skills or capabilities related to AI are you finding most difficult to find or develop? And, And how are you making sure you have the leaders you need going forward with AI 
and other emerging technologies. Yeah, that's indeed easy said, but not easy done. Um, I think overall, with younger generations, usually in companies, a new understanding of technology comes in. So it's very often a question of generations. The generations before us, well, they, they, they wouldn't be used to work with computers. Then computers came and But but people that came and approached the company, you know, they, they learned it at university and while they grew up. So I think a lot of this AI stuff, if younger generation join, uh, it it's going to be there and they use it by doing their studies and already at school and what have you. So they have a better understanding. But to really change your company and bring that even to employees that uh, serve already for a longer time for the company, I think it is important to get this mix, to get these teams and to get these people that have the knowledge and to combine them with the stakeholders within the company that know your processes and know how you're operating and then trying to form teams, bring them together and try to develop the right use cases out of that. Because very often, even older people that are longer with a company are open for these uh, new ways of doing things. And you need to you need to really bring together the right people there. Will employees with a different skill set be recruited in the future? I think that's going to be largely depending on the industry you're in. If AI especially is something that, that disrupts your business, then you might even be in a completely different business case and doing something completely different. In our case, I think it's not so much the case because we're in the physical distribution of physical material um, steel, aluminum, and stainless steel that will be needed in the future as well. So the scope of our business will not change, just the way how we do it. That's why I think, yes, we will need people that are natives to AI and all these digital tools, but it will come to some degree with younger and new generations as well. So therefore, to some degree, yes, but we still need the experts of the physical world as well. So the combination and the You know, what we try to bring together today will to some degree stay and younger and new employees will bring on um, the new capabilities to some degree. What advice do you have for other leaders in working with executives around their organizations to implement AI? I think move early, get experts from the outside if you don't have them internally, get people that can really focus on these tools and technologies to some degree nerds that can tell you what, what the space out there is and then bring these people together in a second step with your internal experts that know exactly what you're doing and where use cases can be. Bring them together and show them what could be doable, how you could improve. And to really make it happen later on, I think lastly, one thing is important, you need to make it to a topic of the sea level because it will disrupt, it will change how you're doing things. And unless these people have the real support from the top that you want to drive change and want to use these technologies for the best of the company, it will rather happen later. So uh, I think uh, that's it. Get experts, bring them together with the people and support it uh, from the high level. And then celebrate successes. Guido. Thank you very much for making the time to speak with us today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. To make sure you don't miss more future shaping ideas and conversations, please subscribe to our channel on the podcast app. 
And if you're listening via LinkedIn, Twitter or YouTube, why not share this with your connections? Until next time.